We here at KUCI just want to let you know that some of the material heard here may be deemed inappropriate for some listeners. If you feel you may be offended, please tune out now. Good evening, listening audience. You are tuning into the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is our January 6th, 2012 edition, the first edition of the chat room for 2012. Uh, I am your host, Madam M. Lady Q is out sick tonight, so we're missing her. But um, Heather McCoy, who uh, who was with me a couple, maybe a month back, talking, we did a, a fantastic show on bondage fetishes, bondage clubs. She was here talking about that. She's going to do a little co-hosting with me for today's show. Heather, hi. Hi, Lady H. Lady <laughs> H. <laughs> No, I'm Madam M. Oh, okay. So, oh, you're Lady H. Yeah, Lady you're, you're sitting in as Lady H. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. I should have introduced you that way. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is uh, this is the chat room. One announcement to make today marks um, the last episode of the chat room for the uh, fall quarter. Uh, KUCI starts its winter quarter this coming Monday, January 9th. And good news, the chat room is going to stick around in its same time slot, uh, five o'clock on Friday nights. We will be here with you every week. Interestingly enough, uh, we have new hosts for the show. So Lady Q is uh, is stepping out. I'm going to stick around, I think, now and then, but Elizabeth Zero, who was here with us uh, as a KUCI intern for a couple of shows, will be here, as well as Nathan Tang, who also was here for, I think, a show or two he was here. So they are going to uh, to slide into the time slot and take over this fantastic show. It's still the same great show, still the same great time slot, uh, still the same email address. You can always email us at the chat room at KUCI.org. You can always call us at 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI. Everything stays the same but the hosts. So if you hear new voices, stay tuned in. Uh, they will... Uh, they are both really fun. Elizabeth is, uh, is hilarious. She's a uh, stand-up comic. And uh, if you didn't get this from the couple of shows that, uh, that she was on with us, uh, you should go back and listen to them. She's, she's hilarious, and Nathan is fantastic. So the chat room will, uh, will resume next week, but if you hear different voices, uh, don't freak out. So the, uh, the topic for today, inspired by my fantastic holiday season, is uh, when significant others... And uh, family and friends clash. So when your um, when your relationship, your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your significant other, your partner, uh, when they do not get along with family or friends, or when family or friends do not get along with them, and you know the holidays is a perfect time for all of these relationships to come to a lovely bloody pussy head. And that's what happened. Well, you're recovering it from it mentally, too. I drank a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like, oh, thank God that's over. I don't have to do that another year or until another year. Until another year. Yeah. I know. And and really the debate now is, (laughs) can I do it again? I mean, you know, we've been at this for a lot of years and, uh, and I have to say every round of it make it, it's a little bit harder every, every time. It increases in intensity. It didn't. Yeah. Or, you know, it just slices off a little, another piece of my soul. (laughs) (laughs) wow so yeah so you know i mean it's death by a million paper cuts and so i'm you know i walk into them a little bloodier every year than i came to them last year but um yeah so it was good do you since you walk in them bloodier do you have more of a chip on your shoulder each time yeah i think that's right yeah Yeah. i can see that (laughs) you know it's a building accumulation of of stories from the past to be added to the the new uh patchwork quilt of stories of this year so yeah, every year some some other, you know. Is it to the point where you think about, like, what had happened during that December? And then it just goes, I should have said this and this and this. And then so it kind of carries that way? or You know, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't Monday morning quarterback it too much. Because if I had got through it holding my tongue, then I it's a total success, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's how I kind of measure so, things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's funny because I was breaking today's show down and I was thinking, okay, it's it, when your parents dislike your significant other, when you dislike your parents' significant other, when the, your significant other's parents dislike you or you dislike them or your friends don't like your boyfriend or you don't like your friend's girlfriend. And I was like, wow, I have a story for every single one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got quite a few too. I can relate to all of those. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you have, what are your, uh, Oh, currently, um, and then what's really bad about it is it's, it's like one of those romantic comedies where I can't stop talking about it. It's like, Heather, let it go. Um, but, uh, I, I, I tell, so I say this to my friends and stuff and, uh, it, it, some of them just go, Heather, let it go. It's going to be over soon. But, um, but it never is. Uh, my, my, my brother is dating somebody I just cannot stand. Like, I have to bite my tongue every time she opens her mouth. And, um, like, my brother is a very sweet guy. He's very shy, very quiet, very good with money. He stores a well out of way on not a very big salary. Um, he's even storing away money, even though, um, there's a recession going on now. And I, you know, he's paying my rent most months as well as his own. And um, very contemplative person. Mm. And he's a very sweet guy, and uh, he means a lot to me. And he's dating somebody who, uh, she works, she works a lot, and she can't keep money in the bank. She spends money on crap. It's like, why, do you, why are you spending money on this? And then um, where my brother goes out hiking and does all these amazing things, uh, she's watching you know um maury Pulvich. and i mean it's just like <laughs> she's like this like fat little loaf that sits on the front of the couch and watches bad disney films Dang. and and i cannot deal with her she'll get she's highly emotional she'll just go off on why is justin beaver being accused of uh fathering that kid blah 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 and then my brother talk, tries to talk her down, like, it doesn't matter. And then, like, I don't try to say that, because, like, if I tell her that, she'll go even more. So, um, yeah, I cannot take her. And, like, there, I go out of the house. Uh, our apartment complex has a game room, and sometimes I go on the Internet while she's around. But she is probably one of the most obnoxious people I've ever met. How long have they been together? Two years. Oh, wow. Two years. And, this, and the scary part is, is that... Um, uh, everybody I show it to on Facebook, they go, "Oh my God!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're shocked. And um, okay, let's pull her up. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's pull her up. I'll, I'll do that after the show. But um, but the, the the annoying thing is is um, uh, my brother's so shy that he hasn't dated a lot of people, and so um, so like he's a little bit inexperienced, and so um, he actually said to take a break for a while and then that break lasted at least three weeks and then like she doesn't have enough self-confidence to go well if you want to take a break this is over right. and so it's just uh, it's, too, it's just too low self-esteem people in a relationship no i don't think it's i think my brother likes himself but he's just not really sure what he wants and and then some things i think he knows what he wants he's just like too afraid to let go of her and i think he has somebody else in his sights but she's dating like the male equivalent of her and so, 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 and then, like, I can't, like, I, I met him once, and then I'm like, why is she dating him? Like, she's way more awesome than he is. So, um, I think that's the big thing. And, um, you know, there's, there comes a time when you're, you're with somebody for so long that you kind of start, they kind of become, bleed into your own identity, I think, too. Yep, yep. And, and so... I think that's... So does he know how you feel about her? I've only said it once, especially since especially since I'm kind of squatting there. I can't say it multiple times, but um, I said it once. I'm like, I think you can do better. And now I've said it twice in front of a bunch of people. But <laughs> so... <laughs> so all of those tuning in, Heather's on the record. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it just... Uh, I've said it once, and then I, I didn't say it again. And oddly enough, as as at, at odds as my family is with my as 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 at odds as my parents and I are, that's the one thing we agree on. Like we were we were in Yosemite, and then um, we were rock, we were rock climbing up to the base of the falls where you can get spray and stuff on you. And on our way there, or at our the at the. When we arrived at as close as we can get without becoming dangerous, because the rocks get really wet up there and you can slip and you know kill yourself. Um, when we got to the place where we we're like, okay, we've gone far enough. There's this really hot Danish girl, and she's like, I'm from I'm from wherever, and then like, um, and then like my dad's all, and she was like in the rock climbing and all sorts of stuff, and then my dad's like, Dean, why don't you get a girl like that? <laughs> so it was just like. So, yeah, that's the only thing we have a common thing. You know, I, yeah, I have to say the only good thing about uh, 
so uh, some a lot of my problems are with my mom's my mom's husband she's been with him forever I mean they've been together now 22 years and I should just get over it but um yeah it, it really has brought my brother and I closer together so if there's yeah. you know, like a negative or if there's a positive thing that can come out of a negative experience is that it does you know bond you to the people around you so you you know you have this mutual dislike dislike of this person yeah I, I totally see that yeah so but I, t- I have to agree with you. I think it's such a bad idea to go to the person. I mean, I, I don't know. We can talk about different things that might lead you to go to the person and tell them that you think their significant other is a, is a, uh, <laughs> all the words that are coming to mind. I'm like, no, don't say that. No, don't say that. No, you can't say that on air. But anyway, you could, uh, you know, you could argue over certain things that would cause you to go to this person and tell them, you know, infidelity or addiction, or if somebody's, you know, clearly being abused, maybe you go to them. But I do think it's a pretty bad idea. I think you're just going to hurt your own relationship with the person. Oh, yeah. And, and and especially if you're bringing it up multiple times. So, like, if they said it once, you know, he won't forget. I know he knows how I feel about her. So, um and, you know, you can't hide it. I'm sure, no. when you, I'm sure when she walks in the door and you bolt for the door, it's not really a big secret. <laughs> yeah, it's not a really big secret. Or if, like, if she'll comment on something and I'm like, I kind of roll my eyes like, oh, dear God, it's starting again. And so it's just, um, I can't believe she graduated from the school. I mean, that's how bad it is. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I'm, like some of the, yeah, it's just unbelievable. But, um, yeah, you can't hide it. It's really hard to hide. Um yeah, disdain for people. Yeah, and then and then you just feel kind of after a while you feel kind of crappy. Like um, you just feel like you're biting your tongue so hard that you're passive aggressive about it. And then it's just like, why can't I just say it? I mean, it might get me in trouble for a little bit, but it's just like you can't hold it in for this long. Right. And right. and so um, so I think that's part of the reason why I just like tell other people how much I dislike that because it's me releasing all that just frustration that she's around still but yeah you know I think um I I think the problem is is that you put the the person you both like or love in the position of having to choose so you know the nice thing about my mom is she was in um my my dad and her parents did not get along at all so my my grandparents really put her in the position of you either have to choose us or him and you know, of course, she she chose him. Oh yeah. And um, and she, but she's very conscious of knowing what it feels like to be put in that position of having to choose your you know between loved ones and how icky that is. So she really she I mean you can watch her try not to do that with me, but um, it's tough. You know, I think anybody your kids are dating probably you think is not good enough for them. You know that nobody's good enough for your kid and yeah. I don't know, but and and she just has so many um, snippy comments to make about my brother's fiance. So I'm going on and on about all the snippy comments. I'm sure she's making about my husband behind everybody's back, but whatever, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. You know, you just have to figure out how to get through the family events that you have to endure. And um, yeah, from my perspective, I mean, I'm single, so like if uh, if I choose not to go or not participate, like it's um. It's basically, you know, sitting and looking at the Christmas tree alone. And so, <laughs> so, so it makes it a lot harder. And so for my family, you put, you put up with the crap that goes on, like, you know, them still calling you by your boy's name or, or just like total disdain for, you know, something, you know, that you, you've done or they don't quite get what you're doing. It's like, so why are you still volunteering at that radio station? It's just like, I'm an employee. I don't volunteer as much. I do volunteer, but it's not nearly as much as I used to. It's turned into a job, fortunately. So it's just like mixed mischaracterizations. They don't know what to talk about. Like, they're just so thrown off by the whole change that I'm making that they just don't know what to say. They're like, oh, so 49ers are looking good this year. And it's like <laughs> one of the changes estrogen makes is you really don't care about sports as much as you used to. <laughs> and so even though I still would consider myself a jock girl, don't keep up with the stuff anymore. I did not watch any bowl games, nothing. And, um, I, I yeah, so... Uh, Do you think it'd be easier on you if you had a partner to? Um, oh, easily, to go home? yeah. Well, easily because, like, especially if you're traveling, if you're single and you're—I mean, this goes for anybody. If you're single and you have a really crappy family situation, at least, like, the, you know, like 
you always have the spare bedroom that you stay at usually unless it's super bad and you get a hotel and you can afford it um usually you you it your your significant others you're like you're you're letting go like i can't believe i had to do this this is so embarrassing or i can't believe she acted this way or i mean it's like a re it's a release it's a release valve and so uh when I mean, I don't really have a release valve because I'm not seeing anybody. And so in family events, it's just me staring up at the ceiling thinking about how crappy that the day went. Right. And so it's a lot lonelier in the hall. And then I think I think that's why people get lonely in the holiday season, is especially because you go shopping and you see all the people, you know, holding hands and then you're not holding hands at all. And um, then you know you're going to see your family. And then um, my aunt is actually getting to the point where she sends my brother and I how to find the perfect mate DVDs and books and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a little bit disrespectful because yeah. technically my brother does have a mate. And then like... How to find a different mate. <laughs> yeah, how to find a different... Well, they haven't met her yet. So so, so they can't... Yeah, so I think... I don't know what this going on why they think he wants to read this stuff and watch it on dvd but uh that's like the simpsons uh quote nobody likes me i like you nobody good likes me <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, you don't have a i'm assuming i'm that. assuming that's ralphie that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> i love him he i picked my nose and i mean just like different proclamations <laughs> like that um i don't have a mate I'm your mate. I don't have a good mate. Yeah. <laughs> I need a better mate. <laughs> I need a better mate. So, um, so yeah, that's why I think it's really hard to go through the holidays and be single. Yeah. And especially I've been doing that my entire life. So uh, to have a mate or to have a significant other. And at least if, if your family doesn't like what you're doing, they at least they can hate your girlfriend as much as they hate you. I mean, that that's that's another positive. You can share the pain. <laughs> you can share the pain. That's that that's that helps out quite a bit too. That's so sweet. Yeah. You can bring her in there as a deflector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could just paint a a, a quiet target on her back. So well, actually, can... actually, um, my dad just turned sixty, and and I was actually I actually asked Teddy, uh, our reggae DJ here, if she wanted to go up to me up with me to Yosemite and be like my girlfriend quote unquote and because they would hate teddy i mean just absolutely just like what the hell is heather doing oh my god and so it i kind of wanted her to be like my fun little deflector shield slash friend so at least i have somebody to go oh god i hate this and so she had she had work or something to do so she wanted to do it but she couldn't make it i was gonna say the way you've painted your family that's such an appealing offer to go up there and be hated by your family well i didn't tell her that but, I, oh. <laughs> but i'm like i'm like oh i don't think they would like you very much i, I think i i didn't but i didn't i don't I don't think i put it in that stark of terms but hilarious. um but yeah i wish she did make it because it would have been fun but um yeah my my family it's really hard too when you have a family that's extremely conservative and um they just don't get things they don't under, yeah and yeah. and then they don't under like my family for instance i'm sure you know other people have family like this too is they they really don't like barack obama but when you have to explain to them for the millionth time no, he's not an American Muslim, and no, he doesn't hate America. No, he was born here. I mean, I mean that's just like I'm not a big fan of him, and so trying to defend him against just completely crap charges is just like, why am I being in this position of being an apologist for somebody I don't even like that much? It's and exhausting. It, yeah. yeah, it's just exhausting. And yeah, yeah but ugh, good grief. So how long it's did time you to divorce the family? <laughs> well, it's easier. Like it's easier if you have like a little nuclear family. Like you have a cute little daughter and you have a husband, and so to just focus within the three, that's a lot easier than. Yeah, this was tense though. You know, I'm. I, you know, my my spouse, he fantastic guy, but he he was not helping the situation. You know, he's really sort of escalating it and <laughs> needling an already horrible. You know, every time um, there was a raging fire, he'd kind of drift in and. Throw throw more gas on it and then drift back out. So I'm not, you know, totally sure that he was helping me. But uh, in theory, I like your theory that it would, you know, but it's funny because uh, I went up a couple of days before he did to have some quality time with my mom. And um, yeah, when he, when his plane landed, it really, the, the tension grew, you know, visibly. Yeah. Actually, when he, uh, when he stepped in and, and it reduced when he left, he left early too. And, and it did just, was yeah it was palpable how much easier it got after he was gone yeah yeah so i don't know but um 
Anyway, I'll remind our listeners you're tuning into the chat room with uh, today with Madam M and Heather, uh, Lady H. Lady H. Lady H. <laughs> Lady Q's taking the night off and a well-deserved night off. I hope she feels better. I do too. I do too. Uh, we are chatting about when significant others and family and friends clash. And uh, it's funny because as I was mentioning this talk, and it, we are inviting your phone calls. So if you'd like to call in and share your stories of how much your family hates your boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, partner, or uh, vice versa, or, you know, how much you hate your partner. <laughs> really, just call us. It doesn't matter. Uh, 949-824-5824, 949-UCI-KUCI, or share your stories with us at the chat room at KUCI.org. Um, but yeah, as I was mentioning this topic, everybody had a story. And, you know, I think oh, it's just yeah. iconic. You know, there's the Sex in the City. I, I wasn't a huge Sex in the City fan, but I know everybody loved to hate Mr. Big. I, and, uh, I never would, I, I thought never the girls were kind of phony, honestly. The only one I really felt any kind of like this could be a real person was Cynthia Nixon's character. Yeah. And the rest of them, especially the, the info, just drove me insane. <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, for, you know, I think, and, you know, all of the mother-in-law jokes and, you know, it's it's just the iconic thing that everybody has to deal with. It's a cottage industry. It is. The mother-in-law jokes. Yeah. Oh, I have to go see your mother-in-law. Yeah, And what's weird is it's mostly the husband complaining about the girl's, or the wife's mom. Exactly. And I don't know why that's the case, but... I think, you know, I think it's more typical for the family to, that the woman stays close to her mom. Okay. And so then the family adopts the the woman's family and the husband just kind of goes along cuz I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, just stereotypically I think that's how it works out. I um I married an orphan. Jeff's uh my husband's parents passed um late in life, you know, they he was they were he was well into adulthood, but I never had in-laws. So it's it's actually it's kind of weird yeah. to not have an in-law relationship at all. So you know, it's it, probably good and bad. Actually, uh, the boyfriends that I had before I had great relationships with her parents. I kind of liked them. Mm -hmm. I hung out with them and went shopping with the moms, and we totally hit it off. And so I kind of miss out on not having a um, an in-law relationship. But, you know, I guess be careful what you wish for. I don't know. <laughs> well, sometimes it happens, like, um, my, my mom, speaking from my experience, like, uh, I never had a grandpa. Um, my first grandpa from my dad's side passed on, Way too early. I think he, I was born in 79 and he passed away in 80 or 81. So mm -hmm. there's pictures of him holding me as a kid, but I never knew him. And then uh, my mom's grand, my mom's mom was kind of a wild girl. And um, in the 50s, they said, you know, they always say, oh, um, premarital sex never happened. Well, it did. <laughs> so, so, so I never knew. And my grandpa passed away long before uh, we found the twins, which is oh. my mom. Yeah, it's a really awkward situation, and it's way too complicated to get onto the air. But um, so, yeah, my mom found full, uh, full brother, a full brother and a full sister that were twins. That uh, that the dad took home to his wife, and then the, they weren't her kids and they're like oh I f these kids need a home why don't we and so they just kind of raised them as their own where, where my mom and my my mom's sister kind of was raised by grandma so it was a really complicated kind Dang. of story <laughs> and yeah and so um so i never knew that grandpa either so um but i can see like i mean just hanging out with my friend's parents i hung out with lauren's parents during i mean she and i can see how you can form a bond with somebody else's parents there i mean i i lauren's parents are awesome so yeah. um i had a lot of fun on new years so we should all hang out with them <laughs> yeah we should okay. actually did you get to sit in the chair I know the vibrating chair. They did not show that to me. I don't think it. I don't. I think they might have thrown that one out. But um, <laughs> so sad. Yeah. So Usually sad. the stuff that comes from the sharper image it stays nice for like one or two years, and then you just go, oh, let's get rid of it. So yeah, I didn't get. I didn't get to sit in the world famous vibrating chair. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any? Um, circumstances where you feel like it is the right thing to go to somebody and say, here's why your significant other is bad for you? It well, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think there's any, under any circumstances, that's not a good way to just do it. If you're going to say something, say something when, while they're dating. Like, mm -hmm. if they're married, 
you, you know, it's, I think that line about speak now or whoever hold your peace kind of, you know, because if my, my brother ever got married to her, I would just not like her. I wouldn't actually say anything anymore at that point. So, because yeah. um, like, because then you start jeopardizing your relationship with somebody you do like. Yeah. And so um, it's a really complicated thread to kind of weave between that and you go, oh, I'm going, you know, especially when like you have plans with them and then you're like, oh, I'm tagging along too. You're like, oh, drat. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that that's kind of, Right. It's kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter, I think almost no matter what the circumstance, you should just keep your mouth shut. And I mean, really, whatever the circumstance. Like, I have a friend whose husband cheated on her. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell her that, and I'm not gonna, you know, and I'm not gonna comment because their deal is their deal. And I tell you, I'm confident the person who's gonna lose is me. You know, is the yeah. person that they're not married to. Yeah, and and she'll find out eventually. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, yeah, if somebody was cheating on somebody else, it would be, unless it's, unless I had photos or something where, <laughs> something and where. Slide them under the door. Yeah, and, and slide them under the door. There's no way I would ever say that because then it's just like, well, how do you know this? And it's like, well, da, da, da. it would just right. get weird. It's really too weird and complicated. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, if there are addiction issues, they know there are addiction issues. So they've chosen this. If there's, you know, abuse, they know there's abuse and they've chosen this. If there's money, you know, I mean, they're they're not stupid. They know what's up. Yeah. And I don't so. know if the holidays are the greatest time to start talking to people about doing an intervention or anything like that. Right. So yeah. that's that's the other thing. Yeah. If somebody needed to do an intervention over the holidays, it was with me because um, <laughs> one of my one of my ways to make the holidays more bearable was to, um, yeah, I had a couple glasses of wine every night. <laughs> well, that's, I usually, that's I usually try to uh, keep my eye on, you know, okay, after, I, after a glass or a glass and a half, you know, I try and stop. But this, I was like, no, no, I'm not going to stop. No, You're just going to keep going. That fourth glass is really the one that's going to hit the spot. <laughs> I've never gotten intoxicated on wine. Like wine, oh, no. for me, like wine, I can't drink it. I can't. Beer, I can't I hate beer. Like the oh, only you gotta, thing you got to commit yourself, Heather. Yeah, well, the only thing I can drink straight from the bottle is vodka, which is really scary because you can get super drunk on that. That would have helped. Vodka would have helped. Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I was trying to think of coping strategies. If any of you have coping strategies to get you through these situations, please, uh, please call us. But yeah, I think either you mentioned earlier staying in a hotel. I think that's one possibility, or. Um, yeah, and I just, all of the things that, that I usually kind of reprimand myself for, you know, eating too much or drinking too much or whatever, all those rules go out for the holidays. I'm like, you're in survival mode. You know, you're, yeah. in, you're in a war zone. <laughs> you're in a war zone. And whatever you have to do to protect yourself and, you know, survive is totally fine. Yeah, and that, about the hotel, it, we kind of dovetails back to the, to the, um, to the AA thing because we have one relative who is a drug addict, a flat out drug addict. And I think at this point he's doing meth and he hardly has any teeth. He lives with his mom. He's 56 years old and uh, her, his mom's got to be about 80 at this point. And he's a cousin technically of mine. And, um, you so have the most colorful family. We do. I do. I really <laughs> do. Um, and so like, so like we either stay in hotels or if we stay with her, we know he has a key. Like I just treat it like I'm staying at a hostel in Europe and I just put my wallet and my keys and everything that's valuable in the pillowcase at the very far end where my head won't hit it. But then he would have to, you know, he would have to reach in and somehow knock my head out to, to even, you know, try to like pickpocket my pillow. So uh, that's the... The, the strategies of staying at Aunt Mary's house. <laughs> but, yeah, so. You have a survivalist handbook of uh, yeah. how to stay at Aunt Mary's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you have to think of these things ahead of time. Wear combat gear, carry a gun. <laughs> carry a gun. Well, well, she has a daughter that I was... Um, I'm a, I'm still a huge Formula One fan, and those races are in Europe. And so I was watching Speed Channel at four in the morning at, at one time, and her daughter I think is starting to use drugs now too. And then she was like, she doesn't live there anymore, but she started snooping around the house at four in the morning after her work shift. And I'm like, hey, hey, Brenda, how are you doing? <laughs> so go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's like so that was awkward because she didn't think I'd be up, but I don't have cable at home, and I'm like. Ooh, Formula One race, and so, <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. So that it 
just staying with relatives that have drug problems, that's difficult. That's difficult, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you really, you do have to go into some sort of, you know, coping strategies and survivalist modes. And all rules just, you know, they, they go out the window to do yeah. this. But, um, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm also curious about how you broach the topic with your partner and significant other to sort of stay on the same page. Because, you know, my attitude over this holiday was just suck it up. You know, can you just, you know, I, I think he came into it viewing it as this is my vacation. This is Christmas. I came to a city that I don't know very well, and I'd love to see my see around. And I'm like, this is not a vacation. This is a family <laughs> event. It's not a holiday. You're not here to have fun. You're here to survive. You're yeah. here to be supportive and shut up and survive. And that's that's your job. And yeah. um, getting you know getting us onto the same page and having him let go of his expectations for this being a vacation was it was tough. He he just yeah. wasn't gonna you know he wanted to go out and he wanted to and that wasn't gonna happen. You know. My, yeah. My mom had claws in deep to all of us. <laughs> well, it, it's hard when you, you know, when you work forever, and then I don't get paid that much, and um, so I don't ever leave the Orange County, L.A. County, you know, borderline very often. And so especially, you know, during the holidays, if you, especially if you're on a plane, you want to go there somewhere and have fun, because even if you do it as a, you know, business you know, flight, at least when you're done with your business uh, obligations, you can go see the town or do whatever you want to do and so yeah it would be hard if you had a family that you know it's a combat zone and you can't fully escape that would be a difficult expectation because it's like um, we don't get a lot of holidays here living in the U.S. and so to have actually have a holiday and actually have free time that's kind of rare and then to have it be a combat zone that's that's gotta be kind of depressing in a way yeah yeah so yeah this was a big holiday actually because did he ever did he ever learn how to just how was his expectations reversed? And He didn't get out much. So he came in on the 23rd and left on the 26th. And, oh. um, you know, so his time there was really limited, which was good and bad. But, yeah. But, yeah, he didn't get out. To, well, we went to, so the, we were up in Seattle, and we went to Pike Place Market one day. But in general, yeah, he was, um, he was disappointed. But, uh, you know, we, I, and I said, we can come back to Seattle and just not tell them we're here. Yeah. And see the city. You know, that's one option. But, um yeah, and this was a huge holiday because my I have a younger brother who's uh, he's eleven years younger, and he um, he was six when my mom started dating um, this gentleman, and um, that I mean they they had a horrible relationship. So on uh, when my brother graduated from high school. Uh, everybody flew in for the high school graduation, grandmas, aunts, uncles, cousins. We were all going to go out to dinner. And my brother got into a car uh, right after the graduation in the parking lot of the high school and drove off and has never gone home. And that was in the year 2000. Whoa. So he did not go to dinner. Like, he just left. And he was done. And he was like, I graduated. I'm out of here. And you'll never see me again. Have you seen him? Oh, I see him all the time, but but he has not gone home. He's not gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to that house. So this was his first trip back to that house. Wow. In, uh, in eleven years. So the that's got a you know it as, was tense. Yeah. yeah, as the Isle of Lucy would say, you have a lot of this thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean he and he and um and uh, my mom's husband t- had it out. So there was nothing you know. There's no secret about how my brother felt about all of it. And he said, the day I walk out of here is the day. You know, I'm not walking back in. Yeah. So this was a big deal for him to come back after 11 years. And, and uh, he didn't stay there. He stayed in a hotel. Um, and uh, my my mom's husband was visibly nervous and shaken. And, and he drank a lot. Um, oh. On, you know, worried about my brother coming back. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah. yeah. I worry a little bit about me because, like, all the stresses that I go through about family during holiday season, like, I don't let i somehow i don't drink i just i just kind of absorb it and and i usually talk about it to let it out and so it's like i don't know if that's a blessing or a curse or i don't oh, know that's what a that blessing is. yeah no, i think that's <laughs> i think that's what you're supposed to do heather yeah i don't think okay. you're supposed to sit in the corner with the bottle of vodka no no i'm not advocating that i'm just telling you the truth <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You know, the funny thing about the chat room, if you could see our studios, it does look like a little confessional. So we have the lights down and, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little like a confessional. You, no, were, it, you were talking about it as being therapy, but it's, it is. Well, the last time I was on, it felt like therapy, but um, 
yeah, all we need is like the, a little wall between us, and then exactly. just me knocking on the thing and going, "My oh, father, I have since you confess." We should do that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that would be just like put a, hit a microphone in one of those, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be hear all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you are tuned into the chat room with uh, with Madam M. Lady Q is uh, not only is she taking the night off, but she's she's gone. This is the, the tonight would have been her last show, and she. Um, so anyway, I hope she comes back to the station. And I hope she feels better. I do too. I hope she comes back. She's uh, she was a fantastic host, and we will miss her. But the chat room continues on next quarter, same time, same place. Uh, new hosts, uh, Elizabeth Zero and Nathan Tang, will be here with you next week. And um, I don't know what their topic is, but uh, but I can't wait to hear it. Um, the other thing that I think comes out of this is maintaining um, your adult relationships when you go back to your childhood home. Don't you revert back to who you used to be when you were, especially mm-hmm. if it's a home that your family, that you grew up in, you know, and you're back in your old room with your bed with the Star Wars sticker sitting on your headboard. And <laughs> yeah, the, that, uh, that doesn't happen only because they moved. My parents, they were, my dad's company merged with another company and they went out to Colorado. And so I'm from here. We've lived here all my life, but I chose to stay and um, they left. And so I none of those rooms are mine. But at the same time, um, for me, I don't think I revert back to the um, the relationship I had with them as a, as, as a kid. But what happens is like, what's funny is at the station there's a lot of people who are way more strange and way more just what the hell than I am but somehow like in my family I'm labeled the spaz and so like it's like a relativity thing where I would not be the spaz at KUCI but in my family somehow I am and so that label always gets when you're within the family settings that label is always on me oh she's just really weird and like I, I yeah and so that's always really fun, but um, that's funny saying something for your family who's in meth addicts and <laughs> grandparents who are also their uncle. I don't even know what's going well, on. That, that, I think that's part of the problem with my, my the relationship with my parents is they say really nasty things to me and um, they never say I'm sorry. Like one time they're they're like Heather, you're just like Bobby, and I'm like. I, first of all, I am 28 years old, and I have never done drugs. Like, Bobby started on, like, cocaine and, and um, marijuana when he was, like, 15. So that, that right there throws out that comparison. They say nasty things, and they never say, I'm sorry. And then they just, like, kind of dodge around the issue, and they're like, oh, well, we're thanks for sending the care package to us. I'm like, well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and so it's just like, um, yeah, for Thanksgiving... I was working a basketball game, and I'm like, oh, I'm engineering basketball. I can't really talk right now. And then they seem pleased with that, and they're like, okay, well, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. So my Thanksgiving call from them lasted about three minutes, and then my um, Christmas call lasted about seven minutes. And so um, it's at the point where it's not just holidays, where um, it's at the point where, like, um, we just don't have anything to say to each other because they know that they're going to they know they're gonna attack me, and I know that... I'm going to be defensive about it. And I'm like, look, it's, you know, it's hard times all around. They, they were upset because I was unemployed for a long time and they don't realize there's a lot of people unemployed a long time. And then they, you know, they're upset at me because they're, they don't think this is the right time to, to transition. And I'm like, well, when is the right time? And then they're upset at me because I'm now underemployed instead of just unemployed. And so like, I can't do anything that will make them happy. And so it's just like we don't have anything to say other than, you know, that. And so we just choose not to talk. So it's just, it's a really weird thing. And um, and especially the relationship I have with my dad, I go into anxiety mode and I have to call a friend. Uh, my, my brother is really into hiking and stuff, and so is my dad, and they're planning a trip. And so my dad, my brother has a cell phone on speaker, and then he has all of his maps out of the East Sierra Nevadas, and I just go completely just, um, I just have anxiety attacks and I just try to put my headphones on where I don't listen to the sound of his voice because he's been yelling at me over the phone for a while. And it's like the relationship is almost into the point where it's unrecoverable. Like it's, it's sad to say that, but it really is. And um, so I, I can, at this point I'm at the point where it's unimaginable to come back. Right. So, um, 
Right. So I don't know. I don't know even know how. I don't know what the way back would be if if for someone like his he you know his parents or relatives are like that. And I'm sure a lot of listeners have that same thing where they're at a stage of disrepair completely. Can you imagine if you if you were to get married someday, would you invite them? Like, would they be there? <sighs> um, or is it that bad? I well, I'm I'm when you say married, I'm gonna assume a lot. Like, I'm gonna assume that. If I'm getting married, that means things in my life are going better than they are currently. And, but like, um, I think love and stuff, it's not, it's not when you, um, shower praise and love on somebody during good times. That's easy to do. It's during the hard times. And they've been so bad during the hard times. It's hard to say. I mean, it really is hard to say at this point. But yeah, and it sounds like if you were to have, you know, some sort of marriage ceremony, commitment ceremony, whatever, you want it to be a happy day. Oh, and yeah. So if you have these people that are, you know, yeah. I don't know, like casting a shadow over the whole thing. Yeah, then, you, you, know. you just, like, you don't want to do that. And so, um, and I'm, sh- yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Now, if, you're, if your brother married his current oh. person, would everybody go? Oh. Knowing how everybody feels about her? Would everybody be standing up during the uh, Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace? There'd be a oh. whole audience of people standing up and saying, I have something to say. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, the question about that, too, is I don't know fully if her parents have forgiven my brother for taking the break. So mm-hmm. I'm not even sure her parents would come to that thing. Um, God, I, I, I would imagine they would come, um, but it would... It would it would be the worst eggshell walk ever. Right. It would be it would be it would be pretty terrible. Vodka should be served. Oh right? uh, yeah, vodka <laughs> should. Well, they, my brother is really straight edge. He doesn't drink at all, so there's oh, not going to be an open bar on that one. <laughs> that one need that one would need an open bar. All these make... families that need alcohol the most, they don't use them. No, <laughs> no, the ones that you would figure, oh God, they've got to be drunk, and now that they're sober, so yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, so I was so I was looking at some of the um, the tips and tricks for surviving some of these relationships, and one of them struck me. Well, I hadn't heard about this before, and I think it's a good idea. Is that your parents and in laws only know what you tell them about your spouse? So if you're, you know, and my mom and I got into this a little bit because we're, you know, we're mother daughter, and we were talking about everything, and she's complaining about her spouse as though I'm her girlfriend, and you know, and. It just makes me not like him more, right? Yeah. So if you're going to, you know, if you're one of those people who uses a girlfriend to complain about your spouse and, oh, he leaves his socks here or whatever, don't do that with your mom or your dad because it's just going to make them hate your spouse. And you know. I can see where it would make them hate your spouse, but if they already just, I mean, um, you have a certain presence when you walk into the, a room, and if, if your spouse is somebody that is legitimately... A dick. Let's just say that <laughs> right. they're going to pick that pick that up on that, and anything you say negative or positive won't change that impression. But if they're kind of on the edge, I can see where if you can complain with, about them constantly, that would push them one way or the other. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think you know if you can just sort of set up informational boundaries because families. I don't know about yours, but mine. The, the grapevine is alive and well, and oh, yeah. everything <laughs> spreads like wildfire. So every single thing you tell share with your parents about your no, I know you're not going to do this but anything yeah. in general you share with your parents about your relationship just assume that grandma nan is going <laughs> to know about that yeah I, i'm lucky that my, yeah if i shared something about my relationship with my parents it would in there cuz like they're they have an information wall over there too and yeah. so they wouldn't they wouldn't spread that to my uncle or or my aunt that thinks I need to read the book of Acts or something. So Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the other thing that can come up, and this is probably with his parents critiquing the daughter-in-law, which we haven't talked too much about today, but, you know, I think everybody has a lot of opinions about how you should be raising your kids, right? And so, oh, yeah. Um, I think that's a huge source of tension is, you know, if, if there are grandchildren in the mix and, you know, you have your rules with them, uh, parents have huge opinions about how you should be raising your kids or their grandkids and what should be allowed. And I think that's a source of constant. Oh, it's constant. Yeah. I think for me, the only time, the only thing that really bugs me about how I see others raise their kids is the only thing I, t- I won't say anything, but, um, my brother's girlfriend has a girlfriend 
who is got married, who got has an uh, out of wedlock child, and he's super hyperactive. And so I just go, oh, you, th- you want to go to the park and, and kick a soccer ball? And, you know, I show general interest in him, where he, as his mom and my brother's girlfriend will just pop, pop in front of a TV and then wonder why he has so much energy to get out. Like, you know, Michael, sit down, you know? And then it's just like, seriously! And then they think they're the most brilliant parents in the world. And, it, and uh, that drives me insane. But I won't say anything. I'll just make a suggestion, like, you want to, let's go to the park and kick a soccer ball. And I feel bad for the poor kid because even when he comes over, um, he attaches himself to my leg all the time. Like, oh, Heather's here. Thank God. So um, that's the only time, like, it's really hard for me to bite my tongue. And and, and I just make suggestions. I don't go, you're doing this wrong. Because that's just, yeah. you don't want to do that. But um, Yeah, there's nothing worse than complaining about your uh, your kid's significant, or your, uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody's significant other than complaining about their children. That's going to really. <laughs> yeah. That's going to really set you up. But, but what's weird about that is when I was in the position of being a kid, like, my brain just wanders off in the, like, po- like probabilities. And so, like, when I was at my aunt's house or my grandma's house or, like, my uncle's house, maybe this is psychopathic or something, but I w- would always, like, my mind would always wonder, like, what can I break here that will get me banned from this place forever? Like, I would, I would just think of, what can I say possibly to get me completely, like, just like the um, the black sheep of the family that they don't want around. I don't know what that is about me. I don't know if it's self-destruction or what, or if I just hated being there. But um, that's what was, and when I was a kid, that's what it was going through my mind during holiday season. That's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. How do I get out of here forever? I yeah. It's very gonna... healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, setting expectations with um, with your parents. I have a really hard time with this with my mom of just saying, you know what, we need to make these visits shorter, or I need to stay off site, or, you know, whatever you can do to set boundaries around it to make it just survivable. Have you stayed off site? No. Oh. I should, but no. No, so far I've stayed, well, no, actually, so the deal is they've come down here every single year, and this was our first year Mm -hmm. ever going there. And uh, I can't tell you which is worse, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was, it's kind of hard both ways, but, um... The, uh, so the problem, the, from my perspective, the problem is, is there's always a conversation between my mom and her husband where he confides in front of me, but, you know, in secret to her that he hates being here, you know, he hates being with us and he, you know, is having a lousy time or he hates my spouse or whatever. But it's always within my earshot unintentionally, you know, <laughs> and it, it's just so unpleasant. Um, yeah. I mean, there's other ways it's unpleasant, but that's that's a big way it's really unpleasant. Yeah, I was just going off site um, when my grandma became ill enough where she had to go in a nursing home, and we didn't use her house. My mom's my mom's mom. Um, we stayed in a hotel because at the time, um, her my mom's three older sisters were just evil. Like they had a different dad, and they thought the four young they thought that two younger ones because they didn't know about the other two where they thought of them as lower class and there was quite a big age group and so there's just a general nastiness where we couldn't really stay at another house and um it improved things quite a considerably yeah. staying off site um yeah, i was a little I think, bit bummed at first but it helped out quite a bit i think it does because i think when you know when things get bad a you know there's an out so there's a place that you can retreat to yeah and you can just sort of breathe again yeah you know, for pockets of time and this yeah this was eight days of holding your breath and eight days of walking on eggshells and eight days of you know and then i mean the one thing i would recommend highly is um when i got older i would bring like different forms of exercise to the holidays so Mm -hmm. i would go out six in the morning and run or i would go out and rollerblade or just do something where you get your blood moving and then you can just get your brain not thinking in the negative because i go negative really fast if i don't have enough exercise that's a great idea. And so I would highly suggest that for any holiday season is just make sure you do exercise because it does improve your outlook on things. Calms your mind, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I was also wondering if there are circumstances where um, uh, where you're on the receiving end where somebody doesn't like your significant other. Is there Are there times that you would listen? I mean, because I, I always feel like if somebody comes to me and says, look, it's your boyfriend or me. You know, I'm going to make you choose, <laughs> yeah. or, or I hate your boyfriend, which happened a lot when I was dating this other guy. Everybody hated my boyfriend. Aw. No, they were right. 
It's true. But, yeah. um, and I, I kind of knew it. My mom kept saying, I wish you guys would just get married so you could get on with your divorce. <laughs> Can't you just get married so you can, st- so you can file for divorce and get this over with? Um, but I was never going to, you know, and I heard them and I knew they were right, but I wasn't ever going to, you're never going to listen to them, you know, because then not only do you not have the guy, but also everybody's around you going, see, I told you so. It's yeah, different. that would be difficult. I've never been told that because I've never brought it. Unfortunately, I've never brought an, a significant other to a hallway. Um, but well, I've never had one, so there was none to bring. <laughs> um, and you don't go home for the holidays, so you're doubly. <laughs> well, I was I went home once in '07, and it just went on too long, and uh, it was okay. I mean, it was it was, it, I was on a tight budget then because uh, I was had a uh, pending lawsuit going, and um, long story short, like it was nice to save money. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. don't pay you don't pay for gas for two weeks no for food, food for two yeah, weeks right. yeah it was nice to save money but uh, other than that it was just a little bit long um and then i had a hellish roommate situation so it was nice to get away from grant for two weeks too so it was um so uh but yeah i yeah totally i would i would say that um I never when, know when you listen to them. When do you? Well, yeah, when, when do you? When do you step back and say, you know what, you're right, or you know, if if enough people come to you, I think you know, if five people come to you and say we hate your boyfriend, perhaps if, it is time. To- <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, if five do it. I I want to know because I haven't it hasn't happened, but um, I think if somebody if if somebody hit on something that I have been feeling, like I think she's taking advantage of you or some some base emotion that I had about the this person. I would go, uh, th- yeah, thanks for sharing. I've been kind of, I don't know. And then I might confide. I've been thinking that too, just, just, and then just, you know, keep it off record. Yeah. I might, I might just admit that I've been, but if it's something completely baseless, like, I think she's a Muslim <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And then, then I would go, yeah, you're right. And I don't care. And, you know, I mean, something. Have you seen like, a copy of her birth certificate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think I would care at that point. But it, if it's something valid, I would definitely take it under advisement that if I've been, because sometimes when you're dating somebody, you become so blinded to what they do. And then you just want to overlook this a really nasty pattern of behavior. And, um, and so if, if, um, if somebody brings it up to you and then you kind of been feeling that, but you just haven't put it into words like they have, I w- you know, it's not bad to admit, you know, that you, somebody may be right about it, just even though you're still dating that person, I don't think. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Sadly, we are out of time. Oh. I know. That's, the last uh, chat room for this I know, quarter. the last chat room for the winter quarter. But uh, as I've mentioned, we'll be right back here with you um, next Friday at 5 o'clock. The chat room continues with Elizabeth Zero, Dan, uh, Nathan Tang, and uh, and perhaps me. I think I'll uh, I'll come back as often as they'll have me. I love these shows. So, um, yeah. But, well, I enjoyed uh, getting in the invite to be a guest host. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. This so. was fun. This was fun. If you have any horror stories of your own that you wish to share, please email us at the chat room at KU uci.org we always love to hear your stories we will uh share them on the air if you wish we can share them anonymously or we can just keep them to ourselves and laugh at you behind your back um and uh you can always call us every week we uh we look forward to those calls too so um yeah the last chat room we will be here back back here with you next um next friday five o'clock and uh anything else any parting words of wisdom? No, I just want to say thanks for having me, and um, I'm glad the chat room is continuing with two different hosts. That's awesome. Me too. Me too. All right. Until next week. Bye, guys.